Welcome to uh, Youth Got Next, our eighth flyover episode. Yes. Uh, I'm here today. My name is Tom Demers, youth pastor at High Street. I'm here with... Yeah, Miles Richardson. Glad to be here. And today we are going to talk about Joseph and a dream that he had. Yeah. We're, we're skipping ahead. Last week, our story was about uh, Jacob, which is Joseph's dad. Mm-hmm. And you want to kind of tell us the background in this story, Miles? Yeah. So when we open up, we see pretty quickly that Joseph is the favorite son. He has 11 brothers, but he's the favorite. Um, And it's made pretty clear by the fact that Joseph doesn't have to do the same amount of hard work that the brothers have to do. Joseph has this nice coat to signify um, that he's pretty clearly visibly the favorite. Um, And so there's a little bit of bad blood here. The, The brothers obviously recognize that Joseph is favored and they don't like that too much. They don't like it at all. Hey, yeah. Joseph, uh, his maybe his emotional quotient isn't so high mm. because he's about 17 and he has this dream and he, he dreams about like the fields and the sheaves are bowing down to him and the sun and the moon and the stars are bowing down to him. Mm. And there's 11 stars. Remember, 11 brothers. Yeah. So he makes the mistake or on purpose, I'm not sure, goes and tells his, his brothers yeah. and his dad and his moms about that and says, yeah. Hey, th- this is what happened. Isn't that so cool? Uh, the brothers weren't having it. And so yeah, a little later, cool. he goes out to check on them at his dad's instruction. They're all working the fields. It seems like he's kind of the checker, which means he's a little bit of a tattletale mm-hmm. and he's headed out into the fields with his little coat that sets him apart. Mm-hmm. And the brothers are like, we're done mm-hmm. with this guy. Yeah, they get fed up with the dreams and they decide we're not going to put up with this anymore. This guy thinks we're going to bow down to him. We're done. Yeah. And so he makes his way out to the, Joseph makes his way out to the field to go check on the brothers and the brothers have come up with this plan to get rid of them. They're done to the point of ready to kill Joseph. Yeah. Um, and so that's their plan. And they capture him and they throw him in a cistern and they start to plot um, his death because they're not going to put up with this favorite brother anymore who's telling them about how they're going to bow down to him. Reuben, the oldest brother, has mm-hmm. said we're going to throw him in the cistern because he actually had a secret scheme to maybe rescue him. By the yeah. way, a cistern, if you don't know what that is, like think big water tank. Yeah. Just yeah. in the ground. And so empty at the time. They, they didn't try to drown He's him. He's not drowning. Yeah. So Reuben goes away thinking I'm going to rescue him. And I, we're not sure of the motive. We just know that's what was said. And in the meantime, while he's gone, Judah, one of his, the older brothers from Joseph, younger than Reuben, says, I have an idea. Why don't we make a little money off of the deal? Mm. And there's this Midian, uh, tr- uh, what do you call it? A, a, a tribe. They're, these guys are traveling through yeah. a big old yeah. caravan. Mm-hmm. And they said, why don't, why don't we sell him? So they sell Joseph to these traders yeah. for 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. And Reuben comes back. He, of course, is upset because he's hoping that he could rescue his brother. Right. They've got to figure out what they can say to dad because they can't just go back and be like, oh, we don't know where Joseph went. Yeah. And so they grab his jacket, cover it in some blood and show up back home and say, uh, hey, does this look familiar? Yeah. Yeah. And so dad thinks like that Joseph is dead. Yeah. Um, because that's their plan. They, they decide we don't want the blood on our hands. We could actually make some money here. Uh, but now we got to come up with something because mm-hmm. we got to go home and Joseph's not coming home tonight. Um, what are we going to do? And so they, they find his coat covered in the blood and that's their story. They're sticking to it is that Joseph got mauled by an animal. Something happened to him. We don't really know. He's dead. We found his yeah, coat. They let that fill in the blanks. It. Exactly. They didn't necessarily say explicitly what, 
what happened. It was some made up story. They just said, here's his, here's his coat. He must, must be dead. And because we have the big picture, we know that actually what has happened to him is he has been sold into slavery. Mm -hmm. He's traveled with these Midians and then they end up uh, in Egypt. Yeah. And so this guy whose name is Potiphar, he's like the general of Pharaoh's army, goes and, hey, Joseph, he's, he's a pretty good looking 17 year old. He's strong. I'll, I think I'll take him. Yeah. So he buys him and brings him into his household. Yeah. And our story ends with, mm -hmm. there's Joseph mm -hmm. stuck in Egypt mm -hmm. and the brothers have convinced their dad pretty much his brothers. They're, he's dead. Yeah. Favorite it's, son is dead. It's so crazy because Joseph goes from like being the absolute favorite, having the, the best life, right? Like yeah. he's getting everything oh. he wants and like not Richie having Rich. to do much hard work and kind of getting this pampered lifestyle. And all of a sudden he's at the bottom of a cistern. And then all of a sudden he's sold into slavery. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's in Egypt. Um, life totally went 180 on him. Um, and he's, it, it's rough. It's rough. But um, as we continue in the story a little bit, we see that life gets a little bit better for him. He ends up being, you know, head of the household um, at, with Potiphar. And Which then this is after this the This is text. after the stop. Yes, this is a little bit further. Um, but it, it's just crazy that um, we see kind of the waves in Joseph's mm -hmm. life of being mm -hmm. so great and then all of a sudden bad. Um, and yet through all of it, Joseph trusts trusts God, which is yeah. wild. Um, so I would ask this question as we kind of wrap up. How do we make sense of this story? Because like you said, even as I started talking about Potiphar's house a little bit, mm -hmm. um, that's past where this cuts off. Right, so right. how do we make sense of this stop as we are going through the flyover plan? Well, this is the end of our reading in Genesis. Mm -hmm. And if we were doing a couple of the other plans, we would have a little more reading before you continue on to what is called the book of Exodus. But I think the right. way we make sense of this particular story is we, we have to remember God is always at work and kind of a brief overview of what happens is Joseph gets sold into slavery. He ends up in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife accuses him of doing some things that make him get thrown in jail. He spends some time in jail and then eventually he ends up out of jail after 13 years of trouble and the whole time he trusts God. And after that time, uh, you can go read the story for yourself, but he becomes the prime minister of Egypt and God uses Joseph's submission and obedience to his plan such that it brings the entire family of Jacob and Israel, remember the chosen ones of God, down mm -hmm. to Egypt during a time of famine. Mm -hmm. And it sets up what will happen in the book of Exodus. Yeah. And the story that I think is important for us to remember, these brothers who schemed and wanted to do bad to their mm -hmm. brother when dad died, when Jacob died, they come to him and say, hey, uh, bro, dad said before he mm -hmm. died, uh, don't be mad at us. Yeah. And Joseph wasn't. Right. That's the crazy thing right. to me. There's no seemingly no angst on his part. Yeah. He actually says, you know, you meant that for evil. He doesn't wipe away their bad intention, their bad behavior. Mm -hmm. He says, you meant that for evil, but God meant it for good. Yeah. He meant it for the saving of his people. And so when we look at this story, it's a good reminder that even when bad things happen, God's word says in the New Testament that God works all things together for good to them mm. that love him and who follow him. Mm. So sometimes you may look at a circumstance in your life and say, this is bad. And God would agree with you. This is bad. But yeah. he can work it out for good in a way that you may not yet understand. Yeah. I love that. And I think there was a key word in that, which is that Joseph 
submitted to God's plan, which is huge. And I think um, something that's hard for even us today, um, when God has a plan that doesn't make sense for us, it's hard to walk through um, whatever season of life isn't going how you planned for it to go. Um, It's hard to just give that to God and say, okay, I'm submitting myself to you. God, work through this um, however you are going to. I know you're going to work it for good, so I'm giving it to you. That's really hard. Um, and yet that's what we see Joseph do time and time again. And eventually we see it works out for his good. It works out in his favor. So crazy. God knows best. God does know best. Yeah. Um, so we got to let him do his work, right? We do. It's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here for stop eight in the flyover plan. Uh, make sure to like comment, subscribe on this video, get the notifications and also, um, send it to a couple people, share it with somebody who needs to, Uh, be encouraged, uh, learn more about uh, the life of Joseph, or maybe someone who is just looking for a Bible reading plan, because we're going to continue to do this. So, Yes, we will. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks, guys.